Hey folks, how you doing this week? I hope you're having a great Halloween week. I know I've had a good week. But I have to tell you, this whole uh, thing with Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein and now Kevin Spacey. Okay, this, this is getting out of control here. We got Anthony Rapp, who at the age of 14 apparently was uh, sort of manhandled by Kevin Spacey after Kevin Spacey did some drinking. And uh, Kevin Spacey's publicist made the big mistake of also having Kevin come out at the same time that he apologized for the manhandling incident. Uh, And then you hear all these comparisons to that witch, Anita Bryant, back in the 70s, who made uh, homosexuals seem like pedophiles, which Kevin Spacey is not doing. His manager, his publicist, probably, who wrote that Twitter statement for him because he probably had no idea what to do, screwed up royally. So now we got somebody else coming out of the woodwork, also accusing Kevin Spacey of groping him. Couple people, actually. These were grown men, though, and... uh, You know, I suppose they could have been psychologically harmed. I'm sure they could have been. Then you start to wonder, hmm, are they doing this for the benefit of mankind or to have their 15 minutes of fame? I don't know. I don't know. As far as Kevin Spacey getting a little bit uh, rambunctious when he has alcohol, I already knew this. A lot of people knew it. A lot of people already knew Kevin Spacey was uh, gay, as I did. Um, The fact that people are surprised surprises me. Uh, But maybe it's because I know someone who knows him. And when he's here in the city, he apparently hangs out at bars. And I think he likes hanging out at bars. And maybe he has a drinking problem. I don't know. Or maybe he just gets a little rambunctious when he drinks. I'm not, I'm not making an excuse for him. People in power can easily take advantage of that. And just because they're under the influence of alcohol doesn't give them a pass. And I feel for the people who are hurt. I also feel for Kevin Spacey because I truly believe that Kevin Spacey is a kind person. I also believe it's possible that Kevin Spacey might have impulse control when he drinks alcohol. It's just my opinion. But it's sad. You know, the Bill Cosby thing. And then we got Harvey Weinstein or or Weinstein. Why can't I ever get that right? And now Kevin Spacey. There's no way I'm going to put Kevin Spacey in the same bucket as uh, Harvey or Mr. Cosby. No way... Indeed. Kevin Spacey is a touchy-feely kind of person in the first place. Um, I have a master class on the internet that I watched that he taught, and he touches the students, and it's always in a kind way, but he likes to touch people. And I can see where, if he's drunk, he might go overboard. And maybe it'll hurt somebody, and maybe he has hurt people, and that's sad, and, and he shouldn't have. But let's not turn Kevin Spacey into a demon, a devil. Let's not Bill Cosby eyes Mr. Kevin Spacey, okay, Hollywood?
Apparently, they've already uh, canceled House of Cards. It's just going to finish the next season, and it's over with, unless they change their minds. I think Kevin Spacey needs a new publicist, is what he needs. Mel Gibson, I think, probably got a new one, and he's been redeemed. So it's possible. I think it'll blow over. Um, Kevin Spacey's too talented and too kind, really, I think, of a person to not uh, be given a second chance. This is my opinion. (laughs) A lot of you probably don't agree with me. I'm sorry if Mr. Anthony Rapp was hurt when he was 14 years old. I'm sure he was. I'm sure it's bothered him for years. I mean, most of us have had people in power take advantage of us in some way. I know I have. Would I ruin their lives and their career over it? No. But that's a personal decision. And Anthony Rapp thinks he did the right thing, and that's fine. Uh, He was 14 years old. Where were his parents, I wonder? Um, No, apparently Kevin Spacey uh, invited him to his apartment. Anthony Rapp, when, when he was 14, Kevin Spacey was 26. Kevin got him in the apartment, jumped on top of him. Anthony squirmed away and left. Uh, and that would be traumatic to a 14-year-old boy. I had something similar happen to me with a church leader, and yeah, it bothered the hell out of me. Um, so I can understand it. And I guess I can understand why, after all these years, he decided to come out with it. But uh, it's a shame that so many people have to get hurt now, you know? I don't have any sympathy for Harvey or Bill. They were just scummy. Uh, But Kevin Spacey, I just don't think he's scummy. Okay, that's enough about that. Let's talk about something... A lot more fun, huh? Why don't we? One of the things I am so happy about is the return of Curb Your Enthusiasm, starring the magnificent comedian Larry David, that insensitive brute. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, most of you probably know that Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David... Comedians, TV stars, Broadway stars, writers, rich dudes. You know that uh, that both of them started uh, Seinfeld. They're the ones who came up with the idea for Seinfeld. Possibly the most successful sitcom ever in the history of television. And do you know how much Jerry Seinfeld is worth? Hold on to your seats. $85 million. $85 million. That's how much money... Jerry Seinfeld has. Now, I assumed that Jerry Seinfeld had a lot more money than Mr. David, but boy, was I wrong. Now, I really want you to hold on to your seats and your hats and whatever you have around you. Okay, Larry David said this isn't true, but I think it is from what I've read. Okay, before the divorce... Before the divorce, Larry David, $900 million. Let me repeat, 900 
million dollars. That's right. Larry David. That's his net worth before the divorce. And now, oh, his wife got half of it. So he only has 400 million. Larry David is way richer. Is that a correct sentence? Way richer? I don't care. Has a lot more money than Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. What did I say? 85 million? Larry David, 400 million. Oh my God. How did he get that much money? Well, the, the windfall came when Seinfeld was sold into syndication to Columbia, Columbia TriStar. Uh, the day Seinfeld was sold into syndication, Larry earned an estimated $650 million. Add that to his uh, prior personal fortune of $30 million, plus all the money he's earned uh, since starring on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mr. Larry David is a very happy man. And another annuity for Mr. David has been the periodic releases of Seinfeld DVD box sets. Every few years they release um, a new season, and then the public goes out and buys millions of these things. So he's made 40 or 50 mil from that as well. I don't know why Jerry hasn't. Maybe Larry had a better deal. But anyway, so Curb Your Enthusiasm is back after six years, I think. I thought it was done with, but it's back on HBO. And I was so excited because I love that show. I love it. Now, a lot of people want to compare Curb Your Enthusiasm to Seinfeld. Uh... And uh, not to use a cliche, but I'll use a cliche. It's a little like comparing apples and oranges in many ways, but let's do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. First of all, Seinfeld was a scripted sitcom. It used three cameras. It had a studio audience with a laugh track. I believe that I Love Lucy set the standard for that many, many years ago. Probably my favorite show. And that's how Seinfeld was shot when they were in Jerry's apartment, and I think probably other people's apartments. When it was outside, they had to do it differently. But much of the shows inside Jerry's apartment, um, actors received scripts every week that they had to learn the lines from, they had to memorize them, they had to rehearse, and they were, as I said, they were shot in front of a live audience in Jerry's apartment. Um, now they used a combination, the producers used a combination of a laugh track, which a lot of people hate now because those have become very much out of style or toned down, and uh, the actual laughter from the audience. Um, the other scenes that were not in Jerry's apartment all used a laugh track. Now, Seinfeld debuted in 1998 and ran for nine successful seasons, although if you go back... And you watch the first two seasons. I don't believe they were successful. I can't believe that they didn't cancel the show. They rarely show the repeats from the first two seasons, but they're awful. Awful. These long monologues. It was too slow. It was just not good. And the, Jerry's apartment, the furniture was all askew. It really didn't look good in front of the camera. <laughs> 
sometime after the first two seasons, somebody went in there and fixed everything. I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but then it became a great show. If you can go back and watch one of those early first two season shows, you will definitely see what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> one sideline here. I recently saw a YouTube video with Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern talking about transcendental meditation. And I don't know why they were talking about it. Uh, but it was sort of set up. I was wondering if maybe it was a little plug for Transcendental Meditation. But Jerry said that if he had done uh, his transcendental, transcendental Meditation twice a day instead of just once a day, Seinfeld would still be running. Oh, God, thank God he didn't. Could you imagine that? How many years of Seinfeld will we have from 1998 till now? What is that? To, to 20... 1998, 2008, 2000, that's 30, that would have been 30 years of Seinfeld. <laughs> no, thank you. Jumping the shark. You know what jump the shark means? That comes from happy days that went on too long. And one of the uh, last episodes, Fonzie actually jumped over a shark while on water skis wearing his motorcycle jacket. And there was a term that was used a lot called, called jumping the shark. It meant that a show had nothing left. Well, that probably would have happened with Seinfeld. They would have run out of ideas and it would have jumped the shark. So I'm glad it didn't go 30 years. Now let's talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's back, folks. It's back. Now, the first few episodes have been spotty. It's getting better. I knew it would. And it's because of the way that they shoot this show. Let's talk about this. It's much different than Seinfeld. So Curb Your Enthusiasm um, debuted in 2004. And it's now also in its ninth season. Just like Seinfeld. I didn't realize it had been that long. I've seen all the seasons. I just didn't realize it's a ninth season. Ninth season's long. So this is the ninth season. So first, first of all, there is no laugh track. No laugh track. Now, this is a big risk, actually, that Larry David decided to take. Laugh tracks work. Even if people hate them, they work because they help the viewing audience feel like they're one with the crowd in the room with the people watching the show as if they're watching a play. It's an unconscious thing. It's kind of like a lemming thing. So when you hear other people laugh, you're going to laugh too. It's like yawning. You know, when you're in a room and somebody yawns, you yawn along with them. Same thing with a laugh track. So something you might just find amusing, if the audience laughs super hard, you're going to find it side-splittingly funny as well. So that's what a laugh track does. Now, I Love Lucy was the first show, as I said before, to use a live studio audience in combination with a laugh track, and they did it very successfully. Then All in the Family picked it up again years later, and since then, almost all sitcoms have used a laugh track, except in maybe the last oh, five, ten years. But before that, laugh tracks everywhere. Curb Your Enthusiasm is shot in various parts of the more posh areas of the Los Angeles basin, like Beverly Hills and places like that. The actors have to improvise. Larry David does not write scripts. He does not write a typical script with lines that actors have to learn. He writes scene summaries with points that have to be 
hit in the scene in order to tell the story, but the actors have to improvise everything. And so what they do is they just do take after take after take with the actors improvising the scene over and over and over again. And then the editors have to take all this gobbledygook and put it together in something meaningful that the audience can understand, uh, follow the story, find funny, and continue on with the hijinks of the of the minutia of life <laughs> and Larry David's awfulness. And that's tough. That is tough. And they often succeed and they often fail. And sometimes they fail big and sometimes they succeed big. A show like this could never be on the network. First of all, they swear too much because the actors, if they feel like saying F this, F that, fuck you, fuck this, they do it. And you can't do that on the network. They just say whatever comes to their minds. And a lot of actors swear a lot. And so there's a lot of swearing going on. My favorite person on the show is Ted Danson. He's not on every episode. He's considered a guest star, but he's on a lot of them. And you can really see his acting chops when you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. You can tell Ted Danson knows how to improvise he rarely yells and screams. Some of the other people are basically stand-up comics. They don't have a lot of acting training. And like beginning actors, I have to say, they do a lot of yelling and screaming. And it gets a little bit annoying. Sometimes not a little bit, sometimes a lot of bit. Ted Danson never yells. He just knows how to make a scene interesting. And he knows how to be funny without telegraphing. And I love watching Ted Danson on Curb Your Enthusiasm. There are actually people out there who make a hobby of comparing Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they look for common plot points. And there are quite a few of them. I'm not going to go through them today, but of course there are. I mean, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld wrote most of the Seinfeld episodes, and Larry David wrote most of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of overlap. Uh, and, and even uh, the feel of the show is, is of the two shows are similar. You know, you, you, people get obsessed with the trivialities and the, the mendacity, the, the small things of life that don't really matter and turn them into these big, giant issues. And Larry David does that in, <laughs> in Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, much like George Costanza does in Seinfeld. And many people believe that George Costanza in Seinfeld is the personification of Mr. Larry David. And I have to say, I think in a lot of ways, he is uh, very insensitive, childish, selfish. <laughs> overly concerned about tiny things, irresponsible, uh, very little regard for other people's feelings. I mean, it. I know that sounds horrible, but it's funny the way they do it. So if you haven't seen the shows, I highly recommend going out, go out and watch some Seinfeld, go out and uh, watch some Curb Your Enthusiasm. Most of you have probably seen Seinfeld, I'm guessing. A lot of people probably haven't seen Curb Your Enthusiasm only because it's on HBO, a pay station. 
But if you have a chance after hearing this incredible podcast episode, go out and watch a, an episode, one of each, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about and what I've talked about here today. I love both shows. I, When I was younger, I could not miss an episode of Seinfeld. This was in the days of VCR, and no one knew how to operate their VCR to actually record a show, so you had to be home when it was on, and I was always home. That and X-Files. Now, with uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, if you have HBO, you can watch it on demand or record it or whatever you want to do, so it's a lot easier. I have a little story, a little confession to make. When my wife was delivering our first child, we were in the hospital for like 30 hours or something, and finally she had an epidural, and we were laughing and having a good time because her pain subsided after that, and I was watching Seinfeld. We were all watching Seinfeld. The wife, me, and the nurse. And the doctor came in and said, okay, let's get this thing out of there or something referring to the baby, but there were still about four or five minutes left in Seinfeld, and I, much like Larry David or George Costanza, said, um, excuse me, but can we wait till the show is over before we deliver the baby? I'd really like to see the end of this episode. Yes, folks, I did that. I did that. It wasn't one of my most stellar moments on planet Earth. And I confess, I was being Larry David-ish, George Costanza-ish at that moment, which is sort of ironic. Just thought I'd share that little personal story with you. And quickly, uh, let's go through the stars of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David, the main character, I think he's been in absolutely every episode. Jeff Garland, who plays his manager, who I think is also a very good actor. Uh, Cheryl Hines was in every season, uh, except she, I think she might have had a baby, and now she's only on there periodically. You know, the show's been off the air for six years. That's why I'm so excited that it's back, you know. Um, so Cheryl Hines makes her, uh, shows her face once in a while now in the new season. Susie uh, Essman, who plays Jeff Garland, wife. Uh, Jeff Garland plays the character Jeff Green. Susie Espen plays the character Susie Green. Now, all she does is yell and scream all the time. And I have to say, it gets on my nerves. <laughs> it just gets on my nerves. Richard Lewis is a regular on there. He's pretty good. Very low key. I like that. There's a guy named J.B. Smoove who plays Leon Black, who is living in Larry's house. Uh, sort of a black man from the hood. <laughs> if I remember right, Leon's uh, family somehow ended up in Larry's house a number of seasons ago, and Leon never left, and Larry just lets him hang out there. It's kind of funny. Um, and then, of course, uh, Ted Danson, who I said I think is wonderful. And then, um, you know, Seinfeld. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, Michael Richards. You remember Michael Richards, Cosmo Kramer? Hilarious with the big hair. Had that big uh, debacle after the show was Seinfeld ended and he said some racist slurs, I think, when he was on stage when he was being heckled by an audience member during a 
comedy routine, and <laughs> things have not gone well for him since, I don't believe. I'm sure he's doing something. I just don't know what. Jason Alexander, I think, was the most talented actor on Seinfeld and is the only one to never win an Emmy Award. Jason Alexander, who played George Costanza, very, very talented man, very talented actor, singer, dancer. He's on Broadway quite a bit in plays and musicals. Fantastic actor. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, very talented woman as well. She's had a huge hit recently, Veep. I think it's on HBO or Showtime, one of those. Yeah. And Jerry, of course. Jerry just doing his thing, you know, he's got he's got that show where he's riding with stars and cars and drinking coffee or something like that. I don't know what Michael Richards is doing. Jason Alexander keeps busy. I think he, he might have had his own show, a couple different shows. I don't know if they did very well, but I know he's on stage often. And Julia Louise Dreyfus, she's probably still the most successful on TV with this Veep show, which is a huge, huge hit. So there you go. A little bit about uh, poor Kevin Spacey and also the poor victims, apparently, of Kevin Spacey. Sad, sad stuff there. I hope it gets worked out because uh, as much as I hate to see people victimized by people in power, I also think Kevin Spacey is probably suffering right now. I'm just, just my intuition. So I wish everyone well. And... Talking about two of my favorite shows of all time, Curb Your Enthusiasm and the great, great show, Seinfeld. Both the brainchilds of Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. That is the show for this week. And as I told you, it was brought to you by the color teal. Teal, the thinking man's green. Well, I hope you all have a good week. And until next week, I will see you... Where? On the boards! That's right, folks. And don't forget to go to my website, raisegreenroom.com. Leave me a message. Tell me what you want to see on the show. If you want to give me a few bucks, hit the Patreon button. I, I do this for free. It takes a lot of time. I love doing it. But it costs money, and I could use a little bit of it. You know what could help me the most? If you went into iTunes and rated the show, that would help me a lot. Anyway, have a great week. And as I already said, I will see you on the boards. Bye-bye, everybody.